0: Welcome to Take 10 with Pastor Don. I'm Don McGarvey, pastor of the Troy Mills Christian Church in Troy Mills, Iowa. I've always been fascinated by the biblical character, the man named Nehemiah. He was a high-ranking counselor with the king. He was from Jerusalem. He was a Jew. He was very religious, devout in his faith. He was brokenhearted when he heard the report about the city of his father's Jerusalem still lying in piles of rubble. We have this Old Testament book called Nehemiah, and many people think that it is his diary of what God had given him to do. Several years ago, one of my spiritual heroes, Pastor Bob Westfall, did a summer-long series on the book of Nehemiah. I've been a fan ever since, not only of Bob's, but of the book of Nehemiah as well. I've read and reread the book. Matter of fact, just read it last week again. I've taught from it many, many times, and I still am drawn to it uh, on a pretty regular basis. So much has been written about Nehemiah as a leader that I hesitate to write some of these things, but I'm confident there's someone out there that will be helped and encouraged and challenged by these words and by the life of Nehemiah. He was real. You can't escape that. There wasn't a lot of polish. He wasn't putting on a show for anybody. As a matter of fact, I have six things that I want to talk about about Nehemiah. I'll post them on my blog so that when you after you listen to this, you can go and read the script that I'm using. You can get there by going to my my uh, website donmcgarvey.com, and you'll find it. It's simply entitled Nehemiah." Number one is that Nehemiah led by example. Nehemiah worked right along with all the folks on the wall. He didn't set himself apart from his team. He didn't stay in the office calling shots while everybody else was out rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem. In chapter 4 of Nehemiah, there's this great thing we learn about him, how that that as he was working, half the men held spears from daybreak to to the nighttime, and then uh, the other half would work and stay up during the night, and, and so they worked so that they could be a guard. Now, verse 23 of that says that neither Nehemiah nor his brethren or his servants nor the men of the guard who followed him took their clothes off to go to sleep or anything, except when they all took them off to wash. And I'm sure everybody was grateful for that. So my take on this is that Nehemiah remained at the ready. He was always prepared to respond. He was the biggest duck in the puddle. If there was work to be done, Nehemiah was going to be right there working hard along with everybody else. Now that goes right along with the second thing that I want to tell you, because this is very important. Nehemiah valued his team. Four times in the book of Nehemiah, we find a list of those who worked with Nehemiah. Now, I don't know if this list gives us a complete roster of everybody uh, or not, but you have to be impressed with the fact that Nehemiah could and would list the names of these folks. He wasn't taking all the credit. It was everybody working together. Matter of fact, I think that that, uh, Nehemiah chapter 3 is one of the best pictures of how the church functions. Everybody did things that they weren't trained to do. If there was a job to do and somebody was standing nearby, if it was in front of their house, they did the job. Whether it was to put the bricks down or to clear it off or whatever it needed, whatever it was that was in front of them to do, they did. And so when we read this and we read these chapters where Nehemiah lists his team, He values them. He knew each one of them. He knew their families. He valued them to the point where he wrote their names down in his diary, and he prayed for them as he wrote their names down. Now, another thing about Nehemiah was that he led through prayer. Now, if you go back to chapter 1, he gets this terrible report, this dire report of the situation in Jerusalem. It was in piles of rubble. And he wept over that, but he didn't just jump to uh, action. He went to God and he says, God, what is it that you want me to do? What am I supposed to do about Jerusalem? I mean, I realize it's a mess, but how can I help? What can I do to make it better? That was a great man of prayer. He asked God, and, and then go right along with the next uh, important thing about him. Not only did ne- Nehemiah ask God what he was supposed to do, but when God gave him the, what he was supposed to do, he did it. Okay? Matter of fact, for four months, Nehemiah did nothing but pray. He wept, the Bible says, he fasted, he prayed, and for four months he asked God, what do you want me to do? And eventually, God gave him a plan and Nehemiah was very quick uh, to to do that plan and uh, uh, he he heard from God. Matter of fact, if you go into chapter 6, there's a time where uh, some enemies of the Jews, enemies of Nehemiah, tried to entrap him. They hired a prophet for hire, kind of like Balaam, remember him? And this prophet for hire went to Nehemiah and said, you and I need to go to the temple. We need to go inside, shut the doors behind us. Well, Nehemiah knew that that wasn't the place for him to be. He had no business going into that part of the temple. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that. He said, God spoke to me and told me not to do that, and I'm not going to do it. Nehemiah listened, and then he obeyed. By the way, listening and obeying is one and the same as far as the Hebrews were concerned. Another thing about uh, Nehemiah that I found very interesting uh, that's a little contrary to maybe some leaders you know of, uh, Nehemiah was selfless. In chapter 5, we're told that Nehemiah was appointed to be the governor of the region of Judah. Now, being governor came with some benefits. There was an allowance for food, There was an allowance for staff, for servants, uh, but Nehemiah didn't take this allowance because he knew the allowance came from taxation on the people that he was leading, and so he paid for his own food, and matter of fact, we're told he had 150 other people who regularly ate at his table. Now, here's one of my favorite ones about Nehemiah as a leader. He was emotional. It wasn't cold and hard. You know, I've been around some leaders that every once in a while you have to stick them with a pen just to make sure they're still alive. Well, Nehemiah was a very emotional man. We, we know from chapter 1 that when he got the report about uh, Jerusalem, he cried, he wept, uh, and, and, and that was very uh, typical of who Nehemiah was. Uh, we know that he stood ready at an instant to jump into action. Uh, that the man who sounded the trumpet to uh, alert the troops was always with him. Now, one of the things that I noticed about Nehemiah that I'm going to make, and I'm going to tell you a story in just a minute Nehemiah had a fire in his belly. You know people like that? You got a fire in your belly? Well, in chapter 5 of Nehemiah, he became very angry when he heard the report about how some of the Jewish families had to sell their Jewish daughters in order to pay their debts. And then when you get into chapter 13, the last chapter of the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah exhibits some behavior that for some of us might be questionable, but it provides a good chuckle for us, and it also I think, provides a good example. In verse 21, he threatened to lay hands on some of the merchants if they continued their business on the Sabbath. Now, his laying on of hands was not to pray for them. Um, And then in verse 25, we're told that he rebuked some, he called curses down on some, and he beat some of the men and he pulled their hair out. And the reason he did that was because they had deliberately and willingly disobeyed the commands of God. Not only were they not keeping the Sabbath, but they had married women who worshipped pagan gods. They were deliberately disobeying the commands of God. Now, the merchants weren't to sell or to set up the markets. They were to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. And this meant no work. Matter of fact, Nehemiah had to tell them very forcefully, lock the gates through the Sabbath. You can come back the day after the Sabbath, you can come the day before the Sabbath, but no working on the Sabbath. Don't go to the fields, don't set up the markets. We're called of God to remember the Sabbath and to keep it holy. And they also disobeyed the commands that God had given them about who to marry and who not to marry. And Nehemiah reminded the people of what happened, not only to Solomon, but ultimately to the nation of Israel because of these things. Well, there's six things that we talked about Nehemiah. He led by example. He, he, uh, he valued his team. He led through prayer. He heard God and he obeyed God. And he was selfless. And he was also a little bit emotional. Well, there's a lot more about Nehemiah that we can talk about, but we just don't have the time for today. Maybe next time, But that's our time for this time. Thanks for taking the time to join us on Take 10 with Pastor Don. If you haven't subscribed yet, please ring the bell. And as always, if you're comfortable with doing so, please tell your friends about us. Don't forget, I'm going to post the script for this. Plus, there's a story I didn't have time to tell that I think you'll find interesting. It'll be on my website, donmcgarvey.com. And so, again, thank you for listening and joining with us. God bless you.